0: Hi there, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Spirituality, A Medium's Perspective. I am your host, medium and human, Jilly, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the mess, our shadows, our mother wound, and our ultimate humanness. Life is messy. Being a human is messy. That's part of Existing and coexisting with other humans, interacting and connecting, exchanging energies, ideas, feelings, and thoughts. It gets messy when we involve other people. But a life without other people is not worth giving up the mess. A life without other people is lonely. And you're only really seeing part of yourself instead of seeing the parts of yourself you could see reflected off of others out in the world around you. The mess of being a human is is difficult for me. To be honest I've never really liked messes in general. I'm a very clean person, so the idea of purposefully creating a mess or even accidentally creating a mess gives me anxiety. The idea of cleaning up a mess, however, that makes me feel contained and organized so perhaps it's just making the mess that i haven't enjoyed cleaning it up i quite enjoy but when it comes to making the mess out in the world it's going to happen and i have pinpointed some places in which the mess comes from within all of us as humans not to control or keep us from creating mess but to help us understand where the mess comes from within our spirit, within our self, and within our interactions in life. Maybe we can understand the mess and embrace it and accept it for what it is, and in turn, accept ourselves as we are human. We are imperfect and we are messy. So in the name of mess today, I want to talk about our shadows, Our mother wound and our ultimate humanness. When it comes to our shadows I hear the term shadow work thrown around a lot in the spiritual community and in the healing community and I feel like it's quite undefinable and we just use it to define the undefinable. We don't want to talk about what the shadow work is, but we want to let the people in our life know that, hey, I'm working on my shadow work right now. So I want to break that down. What is shadow work? What is it used to describe? What are our shadows and what lies in our shadows? And why is the journey of excavating what lies in our shadows so hard to explain and to grasp, so difficult to pinpoint. To me, shadow work is anything that involves the subconscious. As soon as we are born, we start to take in information to try to understand the world around us. Our younger years are filled with conditioning and learning. We bounce ideas and perspectives off of the adults and caretakers around us, and they come back to us with, information encoded this is how you should be this is how you should live and this is how the world should work as we grow into adults we begin a journey of undoing all of that of pulling everything out that we have just programmed into ourselves unconsciously examining it asking proper questions and exploring why we are the way that we are That is the journey into the shadows. Our shadows are our subconscious. Our shadows are the part of us that lie in our body and in our spirit, that hold our patterns, our wounds, our fears, and the ways in which we were programmed and conditioned to believe the world works and to believe who we are. So shadow work, is the work that involves shining a light on this place within us, this dark, subconscious, unconscious place that is asleep and below the surface. Shadow work is the decision to make the unconscious conscious, to make the unknown known, and to dive into the depths of our being And to promise ourselves that we won't run away from what we find and if you have ever done this work before if you have ever asked yourself why am I the way I am why do I feel things this way why do I believe things this way why do things hurt me so much in this way where does this pain come from Where does this wound come from? If you've asked yourself any of those questions, which I'm sure at some point in your adult life you have, whether you went on the journey or not, you were asking yourself questions about what lies in your shadows, what lies in the unseen within you. That is what shadow work is. So why is shadow work so difficult to describe? why is it so hard to say i'm on a journey right now of excavating the parts of me that scare the crap out of me because it almost goes against our human conditioning to stop and open ourselves up and examine what lies inside but to go a step further and examine why those things lie inside of us That seems to be a hard place to get to as a human, because it involves mess. It involves recognizing that we may have been operating from belief systems, ideas, or perspectives that are expired, that no longer support us in healthy ways, and that actually lead us into toxic behaviors or really unhealthy ways of interacting with others in the world. Our shadows are meant to be questioned and they are meant to be seen and I understand the darkness of them, the inability to fully grasp them or see them, even the covertness of how they have nestled themselves so deeply into our psyche and into our being. I understand how upsetting that can be. There's a part of us that gets exposed that is let go of and is grieved. Essentially, shadow work is us agreeing to step into shedding the deepest layers of our being, and that is no easy task. It is definitely not something that we dive headfirst into as humans. It's also something that we might go a very long time without even realizing that this journey exists. I'm sure there are people who live their entire lives who are not concerned with why they just go along and maybe that's a very cushiony life for them but i have come to a conclusion that if we ignore our shadows and we ignore the things that we cannot see and do not understand within us we are essentially giving our control away to our wounds to our pain to the things that have created these shadows which are not of us they may have happened to us or around us, but they are not of us. So how do we discover who we truly are? I think that's what set off my shadow journey for myself. I think I got to the point where I was just over it. I was over the pain. I was tired of trying and trying to love people and constantly feeling hurt and in pain. I was tired of my deepest wounds being triggered and I was so tired of identifying with them. I was so tired of holding them as part of me. I was ready to let them go and I was ready to see myself for who I really am without the parts of me that operate from from those shadows, from that subconscious pain, from that wounding and conditioning. I was ready to set myself free and in the words of Glennon Doyle, who is my absolute hero, it was time for me to untame myself, for me to remove the structures that have ruled my existence blindly and unconsciously until now. And I did it all in the name of love, love for myself and for my experience and so that I could feel love so that I could give love and receive love in a much stronger, pure way. My shadow journey is not an easy one and I will most likely be on it forever. (laughs) But the things I have learned and the messes that I have been able to clean up because of this shadow journey make it worth it. And maybe one day I will feel free of the things that weigh me down in my subconscious. And until then, I will continue to do the work of shining the light in the deepest, darkest depths of my psyche and my spirit, pulling out what doesn't fit any longer, and finding ways to love myself and accept myself for exactly who I am. But the mess doesn't stop there our shadow journey is about discovering the parts of us that have gone unseen unnoticed or denied deeper into the journey of excavating your shadows you will find a very specific wound there and this is something that the spiritual community has termed mother wound to describe the wounds or the pain that you hold within your being that has resulted from your relationship with your mother or your main caregiver. Now obviously this definition is a box and is very small. When I talk about the mother wound, I'm zooming out to view it as the wound in which we have as humans being separate from the spirit world and being born into a physical body that is physically separate from everyone around you. And to me, the the mother wound is the source of all of our pain and wounds in life. It's not just the pain that we feel from whatever we were missing in our relationship with our mother or our main caregiver. To me, the mother wound goes deeper. The mother wound is the wound that we have as humans in general. Our mother as spirits could be seen as divinity, as insert word here, God, universe, source, whichever term fits for you, that's your mother. Your mother as a spirit is the source of where you came from. The mother as a human is the physical source that you either came from or that you were raised by. And to me, we are all wounded as soon as we are born. The moment we're born we are afraid, we are in emotional pain, we might even be in physical pain, and we're born into the arms of a caregiver who has lived decades of pain already. And I call that the imperfect potential. Wounded adults teaching fresh babies how to be wounded And nobody does this on purpose, I hope. However, think about it. You're helpless. You are an infant. You cannot move, you cannot hold your own head up even. The only thing you can really do is breathe and scream and eat and poop. And that's not a lot yet. So we do need a main caregiver to ensure our physical safety, to ensure that we are nurtured, In a healthy way emotionally physically and mentally and so we're born into this world and received by an adult who either birthed us or adopted us or fosters us or just cares for us in some capacity and this adult is already so wounded this adult is already in so much pain And so are we. So we're born into this space where we need 100% care, 100% comfort, and 100% nurturing. But we're born into the arms of an adult who is most likely less than 100% capable of providing all of that. Because as humans, first off, we are not 100% able to provide anyone else with anything. We have to provide ourselves with something to remain alive and to remain functioning, let alone healthy. So we're already born into the imperfect potential. We are already born into a situation where we will not receive 100% of what we need. And so we are already born into a state in which we perceive ourselves as not having entirely what we need from others. And that creates the mother wound. It creates the place in which we did or did not receive the extent of nurturing we required. It is the wound in which we did or did not receive the love and the learning in which we required to become healthy, stable adults. This is the part where I am like really, really respectful of those of us who are able to teach our children how to feel things and how to communicate to themselves and others and how to interact with others in healthy, balanced ways because I just see a world of pained, hurt adults trying their best to teach pained, hurt children how to try to not be as pained and hurt and it's almost like it's meant to be a masterpiece that is not perfect. It is never meant to be perfect because we are born into this world already lacking what we need to feel secure within ourselves. So I just want to throw out a quick word of respect for those who are naturally in healthy attachment styles because the way I see it we are all almost shoo to have unhealthy attachment to others because we are all almost guaranteed to not receive 100% of what we need. And I honor that. I honor that a human cannot like, cannot perfectly give 100% of what this infant or child needs to this child. I honor that because we are not perfect and, and we are not... Healthy. <laughs> and the older that we get, you know, through our young adult lives, we just pile the trauma on. And then we give birth to these children, and we hurt them immediately by just not being a hundred percent. But we never were going to be a hundred percent. So that's my idea of the mother wound: that we are born into this world wounded already, because Our main caregiver could not possibly fulfill 100% of what we need and still remain healthy within themselves. So, somehow, our deepest pain, psychological and emotional pain, is connected to two things. It's connected to how we were comforted and nurtured in our baby years, and how we were taught about ourselves others, and the world around us. Survival and social conditioning. Survival conditioning from our own self, deciding how we need to protect ourselves and how others are supposed to treat us and how we are supposed to respond to others. And conditioning that comes from the ways in which we bounced ideas and perspectives off of our adults and caregivers as young children, and their wounds tainted the response they gave us, the information they gave us about life, about social behaviors, about interacting and communicating and being. Those structures within us come from wounded adults. So as you can see, I fully believe that we are already born wounded. First of all, we're probably a little upset that we were ripped from this all-connected, divine, loving space and plopped into this separate body where we all of a sudden feel these emotions of aloneness, of separateness, of abandonment. And then we ask these adults who are highly wounded and in pain within themselves to nurture that away, to make us feel unabandoned. To make us feel not alone so the system is flawed but that's how it's supposed to be and that's why i believe that our mother wound is the source and the root of all of our pain and all of our wounding in life because it's the very first thing that hurts as we are born into this world it is the very first pain that we feel And so it is from that, that all of our wounds and all of the pain that we endure in life is built upon and that it comes from. So the question is then, how do we heal this? If we are all born into this fate, if human life means mess and means pain and means taking our first breath and screaming in excruciating pain the aloneness and separateness that we feel, then how do we heal that through our shadow journey? How can we take this mother wound that roots all of our pain in life, and how can we find healing in our body so that relationships and interactions don't hurt us so much? Well, we have to irritate it. (laughs) We have to irritate that pain until we see it. Until we say there's something below the surface that scratches, that itches, that irritates. And there's something that we need to shine the light on and bring to the surface. So one could say that our mother wound or our human wound is the call to examine our shadows. It is the call to begin our shadow work because we get to a place where we just can't take the pain and we can't take the failed relationships or the constant abandonment or the betrayal or the heartbreak and we sing songs of love and how heartbreak is necessary to find love and it's true it is but it's not just about the person who broke our heart. It's about the pain that radiates and the cracks and the fissures that just emanate from this hurt that another person has brought to our life. And if we follow that pain into ourself and we don't make it about the other person anymore, but we make it about ourself and we say, we ask ourselves, Where is this pain coming from? It runs so deep in my body. There's a root that has nothing to do with this person who has hurt me. And that root, that, that's the shadow journey. That's the healing. That is how we find a way to not hurt so badly. So we have to irritate this pain. And this pain gets irritated, this wound... It gets irritated through our interactions, our exchanges, our connections, and our relationship dynamics and our behavior. We get to a point where we look at our life and we see all of the relationships or connections that we've had. We see the dynamics in them. We begin to realize that we constantly attract partners who betray us or that we constantly attract people who abandon us. We begin to realize these patterns and they seem to point clues in our direction to help us understand where the pain is coming from so that maybe, just maybe, we have a chance at healing some of it. So we begin to notice these parts of ourselves through behaviors and interactions. And let me tell you the hardest step of this shadow journey and of this mother wound healing is deciding to stop blaming the world around you that is the first step we have to have to have to take responsibility for the pain that we feel we have to take responsibility for healing it blaming the world around us blaming the people who hurt us sure there's room for that there's room for saying hey you did that and that was kind of screwed up and that's not okay but that's different from blame blame is when we say you are why i am this way you are why i feel this way your choices your actions your behaviors who you are is the reason why i hurt and until we decide to to let go of the blame we will never get to our shadow journey because our shadow journey requires us shedding blame. And that means blame on ourselves too. It requires us to stop pointing fingers and to start asking questions within ourselves. And until we put our fingers down and we stop blaming other people for our suffering, we will not get to our shadow journey because we will not get to ourselves. We will just find this cushiony bubble in this state of victimhood where we think we heal because we blame and then we forgive and we think that if we say you it's your fault you are the reason why i hurt but i forgive you i forgive you being that reason and i let it go that's not healing that's just letting go of anger and you can still blame someone and not be angry at them. So there's a lot of work in between the hurt and the shadow journey and the majority of that work involves taking the focus off of other people and putting the focus on yourself which is very 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 hard and it takes a lot of courage to stop blaming because when you stop blaming other people It's your turn to deal with it. Blaming other people is a way to wash your hands of things but to say maybe it's not your fault I am the way I am. Maybe it's your fault that you did what you did and that I hurt because of it but really the people who hurt us are just catalysts in our lives. They are not the source of our pain. They are just the source of the attention that was brought to our pain. The people who hurt us in life are not the villains. The villain is is the denial of what lies within ourselves. The villain is choosing to not take responsibility for healing your own pain. The villain is deciding to sit down and let those around you continue to hurt you and to say, this happens to me. This is happening to me. Instead of saying, why? Why do I hurt from people all the time? I know that you might have done this action that caused hurt in my heart, but why does it hurt my being? Why does it make my bones ache? Why does it make my stomach want to purge why does it make my head burn with a migraine those are the ways in which we start to direct our journey back to ourself and when our journey is directed back to ourself we may begin descending into our shadows and healing what lies in there so Everything that hurts in us from our mother wound, from our human root wound, everything is just trying to be irritated enough so that we can notice it, so that we can pick it up and see it and recognize it, so that we can acknowledge what hurts us, what irritates us and bothers us below the surface and acknowledge the truth that it has to offer us, the healing that it has to offer us, so that we can let it go and set ourselves free. A wise, gentle friend of mine inspired this entire podcast through a conversation we had. And she said this to me. She said, Jillie, I just want to love freely. That was it. That was all she said. And in that moment, I wanted her to love freely. I wanted her to feel no pain and no fear and no subconscious wounding in her love. I wanted her to feel loved by me and by others in her life without feeling pain. And that's when I realized. We're supposed to free ourselves. That's our job. That is not our partner's job. That is not the person who broke our heart's job. That is not our mother's job or our main caregiver's job. It is our job as adults to finally recognize that we have never been whole. Since the first breath we took, we have been in searing emotional pain. We have never been whole. But we can be, we can be if we recognize our power, our job lies in freeing ourselves from the pain that we never asked for. And if we spend our whole life pointing and blaming and shouting at somebody or at everybody because we didn't ask for this pain we're never going to get to the part where we heal it and free ourselves from it we are never going to get to the part where we love freely no pain no fear no subconscious messes and sure that could be a utopia we are always going to feel fear and pain and our subconscious is always going to create a mess no matter how self-aware we are or how much light we have going on in our insides We are always going to hurt, but shadow work and taking responsibility for our own wounds grants us the roadmap and the opportunity to continue doing that as we get hurt throughout our lives. It gives us the option to love as freely as we humanly can in each moment, in each relationship and in each interaction. I can say myself very painfully that there are people in my life who I love very dearly and my subconscious wounding has gotten in the way of my ability to love them in the way that they deserve and to be loved by them in the way that I deserve. And so this isn't just about healing our pain or setting ourselves free, this is about giving ourselves and those we love, the purest, freest love that we could possibly find and possibly offer in this world. So we can't perfect ourselves or the pain that we will surely meet in life. We cannot avoid the pain. We cannot cancel it. We cannot swim around it or dive under it. We often will run headfirst into pain in real time, in real life. In real interactions with real people but we can hold space for the mess we can hold space for the parts of us that create that mess from for our wounds and for our pain and we can invite it to the table we can sit down with this mess with our subconscious with our pain with our wounding and we can heal And then when we walk throughout the rest of our life and we meet pain and we meet hurt and we meet heartbreak we will know the parts of us that are being hurt. We will know where in our body that pain sits and we will know how to comfort it. How to show up for it. Just like how we eventually know how to comfort and show up for our own child or for somebody in our life who we care-give and nurture and love. It's through our shadow work that we rip the sheet off of our human wound, our mother wound wound. And sure, we can explore our mother wound through our actual relationship with our mother or with the main caregiver when we were younger. But you don't have to do that to heal your mother wound. In fact, that is just the surface of it. That is one way to heal this wound in us. But you can bypass needing to fix a relationship. If you can't, if you don't have a relationship with your mother or main caregiver or that is not an option to you, that's okay. Sometimes it's not an option to heal things directly with the people who wounded us. That's just not an option sometimes. And so that's okay because we can go straight to the source. And the source of that wound is the parts of us that naturally feel abandoned as humans, that naturally feel separate from others and that feel pain from that separation. So now I have the perfect segue into the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is the ultimate humanness. So I believe the ultimate humanness is the fact that we are separated from others, that we are our own unique individual being. Our body is fully separate from other bodies, which is a little bit different than how we experience reality in the spiritual world. When we are not in the physical, we are interconnected with everything and everyone. And there is no need for boundary or separateness because there is no ego to separate. We are all just love and spirit and energy. So then we come here to this lovely world (laughs) where we are greeted with suffering and pain and separateness. So... I'm going to talk on a whole separate podcast about that experience of being a human, um, of being separate from others, and about how that um, affects our journey and our relationships. But it's important for me to acknowledge before I close this podcast out that it is possible to heal the parts of you that feel abandoned or rejected or unloved. And we all have them. We all have those parts. At some point in life we will all feel like we are unlovable. We will all feel like we are not worthy of others, of their time, of their gestures, of their love. But that doesn't mean it's true. And so the epitome of this shadow journey into the human wound is to finally discover that nobody, nobody is going to show up and give us what we feel we're missing because we've been missing it since the day we were born. And we're going to miss it until the day we die because it is not here. It is the spiritual world and we are in the physical world. So nobody, is going to complete you and I know that is such a cliche saying and I would love to just obliterate that saying from existence because I just have heard it and said it myself way too many times but it's true. Nobody can complete you. What I mean by that is nobody can make you feel fully seen, fully loved. And whole because that's nobody else's job that's not even our mother's job because if you remember from the beginning of the podcast our mothers slash main caregivers are already given an impossible task so if we can't expect our mother or main caregiver to give us the parts of us that feel like they are missing and we cannot expect our coworkers or our friends or our romantic partners to give us the parts of ourselves that we feel are missing. Who is left to turn to? Who is really there for us 100% of the way? Well, there's only one it's us, me for myself, and you for yourself. We are the only people who can complete ourselves. We're the only people who can 100% fulfill our needs. So I have a little homework for you. If you'd like to do something to understand this further, make a list and divide it in half. And on the first side, Put everything that your mother or main caregiver was unable to give you that you feel like you were missing or there wasn't enough of it. And also note that that side of the chart is what you need to give to yourself. All of the things in which your mother or main caregiver was unable to give you as a child whether it's love, whether they were never able to see you for who you are or accept you for how you are, if they were never able to give you time, or safety, or nutrition, if they were never able to give you the things that you needed in any capacity, write that down and note that those are the things that you are now responsible for giving yourself. And then on the other column, write down the things that you can get from other people what can you get from them can they give you their time can they give you food can they give you love can they see you for who you are and accept you for how you are and i'm going to give you a trick they're going to be the same because everything that you need that you didn't get from your mother or your main caregiver are the things that you're going to need from others. But here's the trick. You are 100% responsible for giving those things to yourself. And then after that other people can give them to you, but it's on their terms. It's what they can give to you. They might not be able to see you 100%. They may not be able to love you 100% in the way that you need to be loved. And there's nothing wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with that. It may mean that you need to change the capacity at which they are in your life. You may need to change the role that you give them or the weight that you give them in your world. If they can't give certain things to you, they may not be able to be a close part of your life but they're not going to give you anything you can't give yourself. In fact, they're going to give you less. You are the main caregiver of yourself now. You are always going to be the main caregiver of yourself. Even though we have the illusion of having parents and caregivers, we are the only person who can care for ourselves entirely. So make that list of the things you were lacking, the things you did not receive, the things you feel were missing from your mother or main caregiver, and then recognize that it is your responsibility to give those things to yourself and that it is only up to the other person how much they can give for you. Give you that stuff, like how much can they give you? They might not be able to give you, much of it at all but it helps put things in perspective at least it did for me and it helped me to see that all of these things that i was blaming the world blaming others blaming my caregivers for not being able to give to me are things that i'm actually responsible for giving myself and this illusion of someone else being responsible for us I get it. I mean, I get it. Like there really is someone who is responsible for us for a good portion of the beginning of our lives, hopefully. So there is this illusion that there is somebody above us who has what we don't have, who can give us what we don't have right now, but that's not true. It's us. And if we do have people who care give us and who are above us in that capacity, that's amazing. That's great. But that person isn't going to guarantee that forever. They can't because they have to care for themselves first. And if they spend everything they have giving you what you need, they will eventually break and they won't be there for you anymore because they'll have to repair themselves at some point in time. So I send out a call today To anyone who has listened this far, first of all, thank you for listening this far. That is awesome and I appreciate it. (laughs) I know this was kind of heavy and maybe hard to follow, but there's gold in there if you listen and if you really take a look at yourself through the words that I have said, there's gold in there, there's magic. So thank you for listening and if you've listened this far, then I just wanna send a call to you To show up for yourself. To stop expecting someone else to take care of you. Or to make you feel safe or make you feel loved. Because they can and they will. But it's never going to feel like it's enough until you fill that spot yourself. And it is not your mother's job. It is not your caregiver's job to fill that spot. They never were going to be able to. They tried. Some try harder than others, but... They do try, but it's impossible because we are the only ones who can decide that that spot is full. And we do that by seeing ourselves and holding ourselves entirely. And that wraps up this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for examining yourself because these are hard things to hear. and. The people who don't want to listen to this are people who might not be ready. So the fact that you've listened to this entire podcast, kudos to you. I mean, that's amazing because that is the work. Listening to this, listening to what it means to look within yourself and to do your shadow work, well, that means that you're curious, that you want to look within yourself. You want to pull out what is in there and heal it because let's be honest, We are the only ones who can do that. We are the only ones who can heal ourselves. As always, I appreciate you listening, no matter how much you listen to or how little. Thank you for giving my podcast a chance. Check out some of the other episodes, see if they resonate. If you have any questions or topics that you would like to hear discussed, Follow me on Instagram at Red Rose Readings. That is R E D R O S E R E A D I N G S. Red Rose Readings. Follow me on Instagram. Check out my profile. Send in any requests for topics or questions. And surf around my website, redrosereadings.com. if you are interested in a reading. Thank you so much, and I hope that you all have a fantastic Halloween weekend, a wonderful Samhain, and a beautiful Day of the Dead. Have a good one.